0: The podcast with Mike and Bomber.
1: Okay, here we are, round seven. (laughs) Episode 24. 24, round seven is here. And so are we. (laughs) We are back in the studio for a change rather than over the phone, which is good. You can actually hear what's going on. Partly recovered
0: from a bit of a bug. And um, welcome back in the studio. It's good to be here. Yep. And after you disappeared down south last week, and it's good. good
1: I'm to be sure me. I'll get sick next week. So um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it will be more phone yeah. next week.
0: Phone <laughs> we'll next week. We'll see how we go. Um, big big round of
1: footy this week. It's uh, yeah. Well, there's not. I don't know. There's too many exciting games this week. What do you think? I'm, I'm pretty. Excited. I mean, the Cats Bombers looks good. Uh, I reckon Friday night's a big game. Yeah, yeah, power have been pretty good form. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that should be a good game. So,
0: uh, it, it still, it's just starting to – I mean, everyone did well in their tips last week. It's just starting to sort itself out. Yeah. So will that continue?
1: There was a lot of talk about how the ladder sort of from this point and then how it ends up at uh, at the end of the year. And um, I think – was it generally sort of three of the top four end up making finals or something like no, that? three
0: of the top – four now usually stay in the top four Okay, but it'd be interesting to see um, what have we got Geelong Fremantle Collingwood and potentially I think it's Port Adelaide are the top four at the moment
1: probably get the ladder up while we're talking about the ladder (laughs) yeah that'd be be really good GWS is the one I missed. Yeah, so I mean three of the top four, you reckon, uh, might stay there? <laughs> I reckon <laughs> I the, standout, be there. <laughs> the standout there, the Dockers might not stay there. <laughs> Dockers, you reckon? I reckon, they might pick to probably not be there. Um, well, well, I think the, the thing is that there's, what, uh, six, seven teams that are four and two, uh, and there's probably Brisbane, That's St Kilda, Fremantle that <clears> probably won't be able to hold on to that record. Yeah,
0: and there's five that are three and three. Um, We'll see how they go in the next couple of weeks. So Mm. still very close uh, comp. It's great. It's exciting. It is. We'll see if there's any upsets this week. But Mm. uh, on the uh, socials uh, we put out there, we asked for you guys to give us a rant, and we've got a beauty. We do. So – and thank you very much to Brayden, who's flicked us this one on our, our Facebook. Um, and again, folks, if you're listening out there, um, please get in touch with us. Um, follow us on uh, on Twitter at Hold Ball Pod or the Holding the Ball podcast on Facebook, and you can uh, see all this stuff. So Brayden's rant is about umpires, but not in the way that you would think.
1: Okay. Yes. I actually haven't read this yet, so this would be okay, good. Okay,
0: good. Here we go. I'm sick of fans, supporters, media, players and coaches blaming the umpires for a team losing. Umpires could make between 5 and 15 incorrect decisions in a whole game, many of which don't impact the scoreboard. Teams make between 60 to 80 turnovers a game each, many of which are made through mistakes, brain fades, skill errors, etc. Additionally, Teams can quite often kick up to 15 behinds in a game, but all we hear is fans, media, etc., blaming one incorrect umpiring decision as the cause for a loss. What about the 15 or so skill errors which resulted in behinds rather than goals? What about the 80 turnovers that resulted in opposition scores? Where is the scrutiny on these high-paid athletes to perform above par? Case in point, Anzac Day, Collingwood versus Essendon. The Pies lead by at least two goals all day. In my opinion, they're in control all day despite not being able to break the game wide open. Late in the game, there were numerous free kicks that got missed both ways. There was a free kick to Bagley, which resulted in a goal, which could have quite easily gone to Langdon. Essendon had about 80-odd turnovers. Shield couldn't hit a target. Essendon then lose by three points. But we want to say that Essendon were robbed by the umpires. Give me a spell, says Bredo. I like that. That's the best line. Additionally, I'm sick of the commentary from the general public that the AFL umpires are corrupt in influencing the results of games i.e., the AFL wanting certain teams to win. Uh, and he goes on to say that to suggest that umpires cheat, and uh, Braden's brother is actually an AFL umpire, uh, so to su- suggest that he's a cheat as uh, an insult to his integrity, rant
1: over. Well done, Braden. <clears throat> so, uh, what are your thoughts? I think there is a bit of a, I mean, definitely a tendency for supporters to blame the umpires. I'm not sure that the media does as much, although they tend to focus uh, on certain decisions sometimes, actually game day last week. Uh, went through those three or four decisions that they thought were really bad. Yeah, they just highlighted over and over again. Mm -hmm.
0: And there were a few Eagles supporters that were told about the umpiring down at Geelong. That doesn't make up, what was it, 50
1: points (laughs) or something?
0: Nothing would have saved the Eagles down at Geelong on Sunday.
1: No,
0: no. But, you know, I feel like I've sort of semi-qualified to talk about this (laughs) one. Um, And I've actually umpired there. Braden in a, in a game of footy before, and he's, he's very respectful for the umpires, which, uh, Brayden, thank you. Uh, but, um, uh, Clearly he's tugging at the
1: heartstrings here. <laughs> no,
0: but uh, yeah, it, it is. I mean, I don't think, I think it's ridiculous to suggest that umpires are trying to influence results and things like that. I think they, they are heavily scrutinized from within. Like they get reviewed both as a, as a team and individually every week. Um, And, you know, they want to stay at the top level just like the players do. So, yeah, it, it does piss me off a bit when people get, you know, uh, shitty at the umpiring decisions. And, yes, we get frustrated with supporters and all that sort of stuff. It adds to the theatre. Mm. But there's a limit.
1: There is. He's definitely right. There are a lot more reasons for the team losing than the umpires. Although I guess if you lose by a goal or two, yeah, you can I- say that some of the things, if the umpire decisions went the other way... Yeah. It would have changed the, the course of the game, but... Um,
0: I think this year there's been more of a focus on umpiring decisions because of the new ro- rules come in and mm-hmm. uh, there's been all these extra things that umps have had to be aware of and um, which has brought it to attention even more. Yeah. So...
1: Um, and there's been a lot of talk about umps going full-time. I actually... Well, I, I think that they should be full-time and they should be paid very well for the job that they do because it's a tough job. I think they're paid all right. You're <laughs> a part time gig <laughs> well it's just a weekend gig and what do they get like they train, 10 grand or they something train
0: a, a week a couple okay. of days a week and um, I don't know the exact numbers mm. uh, perhaps <laughs> Braden if you're out there you might want to let us know um, but uh, I'm not not sure the exact figures but um, mm. you know it, it'd be decent money but what other job do you get paid to get Absolutely belted every week and potentially spat well, at and had stuff well, thrown. Well, I don't at know about spat at day.
1: and thrown at, but we're not at Victoria Park. There's anymore, plenty of jobs yeah. where you get abused and mm. uh, that by clients and things yep. like that. Mm. Um, but no, a, a good very rant. good, very good rant actually. Yeah, yep. So
0: we want to fill this spot every week. So keep them coming, Brayden. Well done. Five stars. Great rant. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah. So if you have a find a rant between this time and uh, between now and next week, please get it through to us, Um, message us or email us at holdingtheballpodcast at gmail.com. Yes. Let's uh,
1: preview the games. Big round seven coming up.
0: This is Holding the Ball, the podcast.
1: All right. We're going to get into our preview now and uh, just going to hit some buttons. Just pushing some buttons. I'm back. I'm pushing buttons. It's good (laughs) times. We're in trouble when he's in the studio because the buttons are available to push. I reckon Uh, the people out there
0: love it when I'm in the studio. Yeah. We're just dreaming about (laughs)
1: it. Just good things happen and uh, they do. All right. let's Let's get into this week's games. Yeah. So the first game, Friday night football. Back to the sort of usual killer games, I guess, on Friday with Collingwood. (laughs) Yeah, I know. So no Thursday this week, so normal service resumes
0: uh, on Friday. And this is a big one, I reckon. Collingwood and Port Adelaide at Mm. Marvel.
1: Third v. Fifth.
0: Third v. Fifth. And I think um, think these two deserve to be there. I think, um, well, Collingwood, you predicted they were your number one seed at the beginning of the year.
1: Yeah, I think them and Richmond were, uh, I think, my one and two. Um, Port Adelaide,
0: I think we both tipped to miss the eight, but in, I they've impressed me, Port. Um,
1: yeah, I, I've liked what I've seen. Well, I think their youngsters is what's impressed me so much. They're... Um your man, Rosie, and uh, Butters, who I knew nothing about, but he's fantastic, and uh, Dersma, who had a great game, got the nomination last week, didn't he? Yes, he did. He mm-hmm. got the rising star. So they're three first-round picks. So
0: that's, that's seeing a need. Like, they missed the eight last year. They saw a need, so they got rid of, you know, that Pollock goes, Pittard, Pittard. goes, yep. Yep. Wingard goes. They get three first-round picks. Derzma, Rosie and Butters. And two of them have been nominated for the rising star already. Um, yep. So good, good, uh, signs for, uh, for the power.
1: Yeah. So both teams four and two, I, uh, I'm not sure that there's too much to, uh, say here. I, I still feel like Collingwood, uh, We'll go in strong favourites in this game. Uh interesting to know Mason Cox has been injured and is out and Travis Varco has been omitted. Yeah, well discussing this uh prior,
0: so he just dismi- uh, sorry, he's been omitted after only having the ten touches last week, uh in the Anzac Day clash. Um last time they dropped Varco they lost to West Coast. Um I just think Varko's very important to their side, but mm. I suppose when you've got Jamie Elliott banging down the door to come back in, yeah, he gets back in. He does. And it's Ben Reed's an interesting one. I mean, mm. he's sort of been that player who's been <clears throat> in the uh, footy wilderness a bit. He's got abundance of talent. but yep. he's, uh, Now he's behind the big American in the pecking order. He is. Uh, so
1: he gets an opportunity. And for Port Adelaide, we've got Robbie Gray going out injured. I think he's been carrying something for a little while. He's going to miss a month, Okay, Robbie Gray, so he's out.
0: It's a bit rough. For a little bit. Yeah, so Amon gets his chance. I thought Motlop had come in, but they have brought Amon in, and I think this is a real, like, um, it's an interesting contest. It's not at the G, so Mm. um, not – I guess if it was at the G, I'd be more convinced on Collingwood than I am. I mean, I'm still going to pick Collingwood. Uh, what are they paying? a $1.35. Mm. Um, but I, th- I think this is a game where Port could announce themselves. Like they've, you know, I
1: think betting West Coast in Perth was pretty good. They announced themselves then, that's for sure.
0: But, I mean, if they can, if they can win here, that's going to be really massive in setting up their season. But I do think Collingwood, too good for mine.
1: Yeah, it's interesting looking at the uh, previous encounters, actually. Uh, There's a few Port Wins in there. Uh, In Adelaide. Oh, no. No, MCG MCG in 2017 and... um, and, Yeah,
0: 2016. And 2016, so... Obviously, haven't played at Marvel for a while.
1: No, Um, but yeah, uh, for me as well, Collingwood, um, too strong, I think. Okay, all right. Next game. A really intriguing contest, this one, and... uh,
0: I guess we're still – I guess we're finding out where these teams are at as we go along. So we've got Melbourne against Hawthorne, uh, Saturday early game at the MCG. Um, so, I mean, Melbourne have just had
1: a, a horrible start there, one and five sitting dead last. So you would have heard the stuff about uh, how many minutes and how many sessions some of their the players had done at Melbourne – Uh, Pre-season. Yeah, apparently, Uh, Very, very little, apparently. Yeah, apparently
0: their conditioning man went to the board and said, guys, we're going to struggle this year. Mm. Um, So all this stuff's coming out Mm. um, about Melbourne and the amount of surgeries they had pre-season and how it's really impacted on their fitness. And it's been – I mean, I think you can see it.
1: Yeah, well, we saw it the first few weeks. Uh, It was so obvious. um, And now they're still struggling. And when we thought maybe that they might – get into a bit of fitness after a few games, but they're still really, really bad, aren't they?
0: Yeah, um, they are. And and I think Hawthorne – oh, we look at Hawthorne. I still don't know where Hawthorne are at. I think they're either um, are, are just missing the eight or just getting any yeah, eight yeah, sort yeah. of proposition at this stage. Yep. Um, if they can uh, – and I don't take Bozza on his word. I was watching 360 before. Uh, and uh, – if they could make the 80 reckons, it will be one of Clarkson's great achievements. I don't think it's that good. I think it's just – it's been wonderful what they've been able to do with Scully. Um, he's he's gone okay, uh, up and running. But, um, yeah, yeah um, and Sh- Sean Burgoyne comes back in this week, which is another
1: uh, – that's a, that's a huge in, actually. He's a massive uh, difference to their team.
0: And, obviously, Viney goes
1: out for the Ds after that big hit from Stack. Yeah. It was a beauty. It was. It uh, and interesting that Wiedemann's been omitted as well.
0: Yeah, interesting one here. So considering that, I mean, if Melbourne, if if they lose this game, I think they could just about write this season off. Mm. Um, the best they could do from here is scrape into the eight. Um, and I just think that Wiedemann, they got it. So they brought in Oscar McDonald for him, who's. Um, I, I doubt they're going to play Oscar McDonald forward. Yeah, I don't mind the idea of bringing Tim Smith in. He was okay in patches, but I think you got to persevere with Wade and myself
1: but mm, yeah i think you got to he's the he's the future
0: mm, interesting that uh, and he has played a bit down back but Jack Constant hasn't kicked the goal in a few weeks um, so hawks but the hawks seem to be able to just get it done they've got um, you know they've they've got a really potent forward line James Sicily is a player to highlight in in really good form i think he's the number one intercept player in the game at the moment okay um and he was. they said last year before he got injured he was on his way to All-Australian form. Perhaps he's, he's gone tracking the same way this
1: year. Yeah, he's definitely uh, one of the All-Australian uh, half or fullback uh, candidates of this year. <clears throat> yeah, so Sicily
0: doing well. I mean, the poor All-Australian selectors can't automatically select Alex Rance this year, which I know is going to be tough yeah, for it's him. it's a bit tough, yeah. Uh, so I think Sicily, Grimes, there's a few players. Maybe we'll do our mock all Australian team halfway through the year yeah that's a good idea alright so Hawthorne for me and I'm assuming the same for you Hawthorne for me too yep alright lock it in uh, we now shoot now the uh, Giants playing a few games at uh, Marnica yeah they are aren't they or is it called now what is it UNSW so University of New South Wales I'm assuming that translates to so GWS against the Saints
1: at Marnica Saturday midday Perth time yeah should be uh, – I don't know. The Saints have been quite good early in the season, but they struggled last week against uh, – who did they play last week? Adelaide. Adelaide. Yeah, so – Is it a resurgent Adelaide or is it a poor yeah, Saints? it's probably a bit of both.
0: And then I highlighted in that game, Saints came out of the blocks but didn't kick straight. I think they had three goals six to quarter time. And okay. then after that, the wheels really fell off and the Crows got on top. Yeah. Mm. Um, so miss Loney, who's out probably, you know, he's avoided a, a knee, a uh, serious knee injury, but he'll be out for uh, around about eight weeks, I reckon. Um, and Jack Stephen probably worth yeah. pointing out that he's again taken, I guess, indefinite leave due to mental health, and we know is it, is it
1: indefinite? Is it or
0: extended period? They've said. Okay, for the
1: oh, I sort I, I hadn't heard, but I thought maybe they may have had a plan in place at the start of the season. Said, look, we'll play you every few games, and just sit, you can have a break every two or three, and just see how you go and see how you're sort of managing things. But there's a few outs there for St Kilda. I'd, Loney you mentioned, Longer omitted, Stephen, and Nathan Brown omitted as well. So Nathan Brown's an interesting one. We hmm. um, see a couple of – well, there's one fresh face in there, Jonathan Marsh, who uh, I don't know too much about. Yeah, big, but
0: good story, uh, Jonathan Marsh. So hasn't played an AFL game since 2016 because uh, he was on Collings' list from 2014 to 2016. Could um, delisted and now he's uh, – He's worked hard. They, the Saints, actually released a video, uh, so check out the Saints' uh, socials if you're a Saints fan. Uh, and uh, yeah, gets to gets to have a crack uh, for the Saints. He's still only 23. He's a West Aussie, uh, so good luck to Jonathan Marsh uh, making his debut for the Saints.
1: Yeah, yeah, my. Uh um uh, player I highlighted a few weeks ago Ron Marshall back in the team good good future ruckman I think he'll be really good and uh, a yeah, likely type good inclusion yep Phil
0: Davis back for the Giants um I mean where do you start with the Giants their midfield just got it done over Sydney yeah. um Hopper Kelly uh that's big news that we should probably also touch on as well hmm. Josh Kelly re-signing for the Giants for uh yeah. 2 years
1: yeah, interesting. I think his previous one was two years as well. So, yeah, so he's just he's, sort of uh, maybe just signing a lucrative two-year and maybe that's a new he's, strategy rather than a long-term deal.
0: Yeah, it's different. I mean, he's still, he's still not, I guess, ready to lock in for that long-term deal. He's 24 at the moment, so not ready to say, right, I'm going to play the future here. But his next deal, when he does sign that long-term deal, which you'd have to think now is going to be the next one, he'll be hoping to cash in. So, but... Reportedly, he's knocked back bigger offers to stay at the Giants, which is sometimes what you got to do if you want success. Yeah, and the Giants are tracking that way, aren't they? And he's, you know, he'd be hoping that Steve Cornelio follows in that. Um, Yeah, that's
1: where the spotlight has changed. Uh,
0: Yeah, but a good get for the Giants, I think. This is good for footy. Like, we don't if if the AFL's, you know, put the resources into the Giants and the and the Suns, and we hope that uh, a few of their players sign up. So. Yeah, it's a good win for the
1: for the Giants, and I think they'll have a good win on the weekend against uh, the Saints. Yep, and the Giants for me as well. Uh, all right. right. Let's move on to the next one, which looks like it is Brisbane and Sydney. So a lot of these games, they seem like they're almost
0: – they're pretty easy to pick, don't they?
1: But – Yeah. <laughs> this has come to bite us in the backside a bit. It uh, has in the first few rounds, but uh, last week, obviously um, – was an easy one to pick, mm. and
0: yeah. So Brisbane back to winning ways against the Gold Coast last week looked really good, and would have won by more if they weren't wasteful in the in the first half. Um, yep. And the Swans, you know, after admitting the rebuild, or without using those
1: words, mm. and they've uh, swung a few changes uh, after their big loss to GWS. Because if you're doing a rebuild, you don't bring Kieran Jack back in, do you? Yeah, that's strange. Although I think, well if you're doing it right and you're doing it at the right time, you have that perfect mix Every of experience and and, uh, and kids. But yeah.
0: And Will Haywood comes back after a, a few weeks out. He's, you know, a 20-year-old. He's part of the experience. So I think I think it was the stat that came out was last week for the first time since like 1997, Sydney had the youngest team of the round.
1: Wow. So. Which really shows that. Yeah, I must say there's a number of names in that team that I uh, don't recognise. Yeah. So. Mm. <laughs> Um, and the chat was about
0: Dan Menzel when he's fit. Um, does he get in now that they're sort of committed? And Longmire says, "Well, oh, yes, because they want some experience in the forward line.
1: Mm. And so it looks like Sydney have won the last 10, I think. 10, okay. I actually think that, yeah, it's been 10 or 11.
0: I don't think that the Lions have beaten the Swans in 10 years. Well, the Swans have been up, haven't they?
1: And the Lions have been down. They have. I think that run will come to an end on Saturday. Yes, I'll be picking the Lions. They're a dollar forty favourites. Uh, I can't see Sydney doing much. They haven't showed us anything so this still, year. So still,
0: still without Buddy this week. No Franklin. Mm. Um, so relying on when you're relying on McCartan, Blakely, um, who have played Blakely or Blakey, Blakey. Sorry, Blakey and uh, Reed as your tools to kick all your goals. Um, I think they'll struggle and...
1: There's a bit of youth there, isn't there?
0: Up at the Gabba, I think Brisbane
1: uh, are a side now that'll put teams away. They should do. They're struggling. If Brisbane didn't win this, then you'd be uh, yeah, you'd be very, very shocked, wouldn't you? Yep. So the line's going
0: unchanged uh, after a really comprehensive win against the Gold Coast and we're both picking the lines to get it done here. We are. All right. Here we go. This is... Uh, it could be a wet Saturday night here in Perth for the uh, West Coast versus the, the Battle of the coasts, So West Coast versus Gold Coast. Mm. I think the Gold Coast may have come back down to earth after a very good start. They
1: have, for sure.
0: So a big loss to um, big loss to Brisbane last week mm. and a big loss the week before to Adelaide um, after a really impressive start. So whether the kids are tiring or, or whatnot, I think
1: coming over to Perth, it's yeah, I don't know. Spells danger. Yeah, they had a home game in Perth last year, yeah. which was uh, which was good. Uh, but I think that for their sort of young legs, it's probably already caught up with them this season, and um, the Eagles need need a win. Yep, and uh, you can
0: see there that, that Jack Lacocious is omitted. Um, mm. So he's that he was the second draft pick. Um, Aaron Young comes in for his first game of the year after he was he played every game last year when he came down from came up from Port Adelaide. Mm. Anthony Miles comes back in. And Claremont boy Will Powell comes back in. He's uh, he back home. A, yeah, yeah. Uh, playing here and uh, for the Eagles. Jack Redden comes in for Jaron Brander, who is omitted. Do you think that's a bit of a weak sort of move by the Eagles? Yeah, I was. I must admit, when the team dropped, I was talking to uh, a mate of mine at work, Dan. If you're listening, g'day. And um, we were hoping to see some new names come into that Eagles lineup. Um, so at the moment, it's just Brander who's been omitted, which that was an obvious one. Uh, I don't think Brander was playing in his natural position against Geelong anyway. Um, Redden was always going to come back in. But the Eagles have kicked 15 goals in the last two weeks. Man. They have been woeful. They've been smashed in the contest. They've been smashed inside 50. Um I think sometimes you can make a bit of a statement. I don't think the Eagles are going to tag anyone against the Gold Coast, so why is Mark Hutchings playing? Like, if I was Jack Darling or Josh Kennedy, I do not want Hutchings delivering the ball to me inside 50. Um, Interesting, and this was a point made to me by uh, old Joe Hernandez, if he's he's listening over in Melbourne. um, He made a point that the Eagles' Facebook page was defending – uh, Chris Maston, when some fans were taking the old shovel to him, uh, saying that he's doing nothing, and the uh, Eagles Facebook page came back and said, well, his 15 disposals did come at 100% efficiency and all this sort of stuff. <laughs> so interesting times um, at West Coast, and certainly I guess Simpson's theory is
1: this is the squad that got us to a premiership. These boys can get it done. Well, I think what he's probably hoping is should win against Gold Coast no matter what team you put out there. Let's put all the guys in there that we want to be there for the season to get them in some good form so we can get on a bit of a roll again.
0: Yeah. I think I think the interesting and we've talked about the latter and how it's probably not how we think. Every team the Eagles have played so far this year is in the current top eight. Uh, so but whether or not that means it's been a tough tough draw or not will remain to be <laughs> remain to be seen. But um, for me, I'm I'm looking forward to the Eagles bringing in guys like Maddie Matt, Ellen, who they're playing. He's a big-bodied midfielder and he's doing all right. And also Hamish Brayshaw. I'm hoping to see these guys get a crack, even Josh Smith. So there's plenty of depth there because – and I'm putting the pressure on guys like Darling and Cripps. Haven't done a lot in the last couple of weeks. Mm. Um, and obviously there'll be plenty of people watching Andrew Gaff as well because uh,
1: he's getting a lot of it but not doing a lot with it. That's right. He'll be wanting to hit some targets. But, so, uh, Eagles for you?
0: Yeah, I think I think uh, the boys come back to form this week. You'll be there on Saturday night cheering them on? Yeah, hopefully it's not as wet as the poor game. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Is there we'll rain there. predicted,
1: is there? There's rain predicted oh, for Saturday. Actually, okay. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> it might not be as big a win as we're expecting. Yeah,
0: no. Apparently we can't play in the wet, but lately we just haven't been able to play
1: at all. Uh, all right. Other Saturday night game. Yeah, we're moving on to the Bulldogs and Richmond and uh, the Dogs losing to the Dockers in quite a good game last year, last week and uh, Richmond. Yeah, so I don't think the Dogs lost any fans in that game. No. Uh, an interesting uh, Bevo putting yeah, uh, the, uh, the old, uh, oh, Norton was, well, Ham, what was it, Hamlin gambling, was yeah. doing this and doing that. And uh, Norton wasn't getting any free kicks for getting hold on, held on to. Just having a crack at his premiership player there, Hamlin, yeah. as well. It's a bit rough, isn't it? Yeah. Um, maybe he's still a bit dirty. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> maybe.
0: But uh, yeah, it was interesting. But, you know, it's good theatre. We love it. Mm. Um, so no change to the
1: dog side. Um Interesting, uh, Josh Junkley playing his 50th game for the dogs.
0: Oh, yes. So, oh, we forgot. And how do we miss this? But we'll get back to it first. We'll get back to it. We'll get back to it because it deserves more than just a a throwaway. Uh, ex Frio Docker, I reckon Hayden Crozier is going well.
1: Certainly taking the old hanger. He knows how to take a mark. Mm. Uh, and he can, yeah, he can definitely jump on the shoulders. But, um, yeah, he's going okay. Mm. So, uh, and looking at the
0: Tigers, I mean, they've gone back to their pressure game. Mm. Obviously, we know that Rewalt is going to be out for an extended period, um, and David Asprey. I didn't actually know about this one, but Asprey is also out, so Bolton gets another chance. Uh, mm, young that's fella. good to see. And Connor Menadue also comes in, and uh, interesting to see uh, Riley Collier Dawkins on the emergency. So maybe the first round pick from last year. He was the one who has had the story because he's got the two mums. Oh, okay. Uh, the big story. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, uh, highlighting his uh, quite different uh, journey, hmm. but uh, knocking on the door. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. This will be an interesting game again because it's a Marvel and Richmond would be more suited to the G. Hmm. And it, I think it'll be closer than what a lot of people might
1: think. Oh, the doggies are going okay. Yeah, well, if you look at the past four encounters, Richmond have only won the last one. So, yeah, last one, and Dogs yeah. have won three of the last four. So. Yeah, so the
0: Dogs even won in Richmond's premiership year, which is interesting. Yeah, and they've all been
1: tight games recently. The last times. three games, yeah, less than 10 points. Yeah, so um, you'd have to give the Dogs a shot based on that because they were pretty poor last year, the Dogs, and got within three points. So,
0: hmm. so it'll be interesting to see, hmm. like... Um, I mean the dog, doc, uh, the dogs' pressure mids like your libbers and all and co will have to really be on their game because mm. uh, the tigers are, are back to their pressuring best. Um, so big task for the dogs, uh, but uh, the tigers for me.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm having second thoughts about the tigers, but um, I think just based on their form and how well they've been. Uh, in recent times, I'll, I'll have to go with the Tigers. I think we got to back them in here. Yeah, although I, I wouldn't be surprised if the dogs could uh, put an upset together here based on how close they've got in the past.
0: Yeah, so they obviously
1: match up well, but mm. my fear is is the dogs' ability to kick a score. Well, they, they can kick okay. I saw them firsthand last week, and the only problem that they had Probably the most inaccurate
0: Im- team in the comp.
1: Yeah, well, they were very inaccurate, and that was probably the thing that lost them the game in the end. Um, yeah, they had a few shots in the last quarter, and uh, Tory Dixon, who I think's a pretty good kick it's for goal, missed, uh, missed usually, a few. Usually so. a dead-eyed dick.
0: Mm. Um, interesting contest, I reckon.
1: Uh,
0: but, yeah, tigers for both of us. Yep. Uh, on to Sunday, and this one could really be – Uh, Or it could be the Battle of the Spoon. What have we got? 15th, 17th, it's Carlton versus North Melbourne at Marvel. The Sunday
1: morning sleep-in, don't-watch game. I don't mind this game because I I usually get up and do something in the morning and then I get up, Well, then once I've, I've done that... Come back, sit on the couch and watch a little bit of footy. Well, you know, I don't mind it because it's
0: usually Gold Coast. <laughs>
1: um,
0: and I don't mind the Suns. They're my new second favourite despite their crappy last couple of weeks. But this week at Carlton North, I think this will be a good game. I actually think this will be okay. Hmm. Um, interesting. Uh, so, I mean, North played Port last week and credit to them. They fought it out. They fought back in the end, didn't uh, they? Or Port went to sleep one yeah, of two. Yeah, so they, I think they brought it back from 40 points to 14 in that last quarter. Um and uh, I noticed that uh, a stat that's been thrown around is that uh Carlton are actually the second best one one win five loss team in history. Wow! Uh, the the best being Essendon, I think, back in two thousand and seven. So the Blues, I mean, they they should be three and three. They should have beaten the Hawks, and they should have beaten the They've Gold been Coast. in, I
1: think, every game they've played. Yep. Um, haven't been able to get on the over the line in in most of them.
0: But. Yep. I think their percentage is ninety-three. The percentage is better than West Coast, mm. uh, so they've been there about. Well, West Coast has
1: been belted three yeah. times, I think, yeah, this they? year.
0: Yes, they have. Mm. Uh, and the Kangas, I mean, uh, I mean, they've looked ordinary that they they've hung on last week. So interesting. Jed Anderson plays his fiftieth uh,
1: for. I mean, Gee, he's taken a long time to get to fifty games. Jed Anderson. Yeah, he seems <laughs> like he's been around for a little while. He's been around for a long mm. time. Obviously, uh, North getting a little bit sick of uh, Aaron Hall's ability to run forward and not back.
0: Yeah, and this is an interesting one, right? Cuz we talked about Aaron Hall pre-season and he got dropped he had a this period where he was excellent for the Gold Coast. Um, but then the last couple of years there he did he found himself in the twos a bit and obviously North it's uh, it's gone the same way and I must mm. admit watching that game I was getting frustrated watching Aaron
1: Hall, so yeah. Mm. All right, and we've also got Ed Kerno playing his 150th game for good player. Uh, Carlton. He's a good player. Very... Uh- Good up forward and good in the midfield. Yep. He mm-hmm. can kick a goal. He kicked a ripper, like, sort of dribble goal the other week. There's a lot of outs for Carlton, unfortunately, though. Cade Simpson, Mitch McGovern, Nick Newman, and Cruiser. They are four
0: big four outs. key
1: players, aren't four they, really? Yeah, so
0: Cedarfield mm. comes back and possibly, now that because this is a Sunday game, there is an extended sort of bench, possibly a debut for Liam Stocker. And he was mm. the man that uh, Carlton traded in a historic, uh, we love those words, historic uh, trade where um, Carlton, sorry, traded in and took Adelaide's first round pick. They wanted back into the draft. Um, As a result, Adelaide get Carlton's first pick. So the Crows would be loving the fact that Carlton can't win a game at the moment (laughs) because if Carlton finished bottom, Adelaide get the first pick. Mm. So, uh, but yeah, interesting to see Stocker. hope he goes well and also possibly a debut for Angus Schumacher. Yeah. There's a name. Schumacher. So we're driving on his Ferrari. <laughs> um, uh, but
1: I, haven't, I don't sure, really know. If you own a much Ferrari, about it. wouldn't be playing football. Yeah, possibly. But uh, uh, who are you picking? Or, yeah, who are you picking? Yeah, I'm going to be going for Carlton. I think that they have to win some of these games sooner or later. Uh, and it may as well be against a terrible North Melbourne team.
0: I reckon the terrible North Melbourne team is going to win. Okay. So this is one where we differ and you need to catch up a few. So yeah. I hope I extend my lead here. <laughs> uh, I think that uh, experienced midfield of Higgins and Cunnington and Co. Uh, will get it done. I think uh, they weren't horrible. Yeah, well, they smashed them last year by 80-something mm-hmm. points in that was down in Tassie and, you know, North guy, right? Down in Tassie, mm. but uh, yeah, I'm back
1: in the Kangas. I think this is a genuine fifty-fifty game, though. Yeah. Um, so we're split. We are split on that one. Mm. Let's move on to the Sunday afternoon game. It's the country game. The country game is it's it? Yeah, that's the uh, annual country game. Okay, what makes it country? I don't know. That's the. Uh, that's just the theme of country, the game, yeah, is yeah, it? Yeah, The theme of country footballers. What do you rock up in your, your ute and you sit on the ban? Can you imagine yeah. you get your at the MCG. Yeah, you got, you got all the utes around the boundary. The boundary. <laughs> that'd be all right. <laughs> <laughs> should do that. I reckon that'd be great. And just, that's, look, just get the cars to drive in and just stay there on the boundary line. Yeah, because I was yeah.
0: saying, you know, I was talking about uh, what's your favourite part or aspect of country footy. Mm. And for me, I, I mean I, – I'm umpiring out in Northam. So if you're in – if you're over east or someone don't know where that is, Google Northam uh, on the weekend. East of Perth somewhere. an hour's drive. Not far. Uh, and, yeah, you have the cars around the boundaries. It's just great. Just the honking at the goals. Yep. Goals scored. Get all the Ones, huh, yeah. car horns going. Yeah, get some blokes with their head out of the window just yelling some abuse at me and I'll just say, <laughs> yeah, mate, good on you. Um, but, uh, yeah, country game and it's a big one.
1: Yeah, I think this one could go either the way either actually um, – if Essendon are on form, I think they can beat anyone, and their their brand of football is very exciting. But see, Geelong had an absolute belter of a game last week against the Eagles, and it's Eagles tough to pick. like they were playing against the bloody
0: oh, the uh, Naranda under fifteens. <laughs> um, they weren't. Uh, they didn't have much opposition, and it's interesting. The last two games at the MCG, the uh, the Bombers have beaten the Cats, um, mm. so. The Bombers have got four, but I think I just think we've got a different Geelong this year. Um, they're they're looking very exciting, mm. um, and they've named a few ins here. Obviously, extended bench again. Well, I
1: think you just go through the outs really, because the ins is not going to happen. But when the
0: ins is my man Jordan Clark, uh, we give him a cheeky little mention. So he? you think
1: maybe uh, constable for Clark? That's yeah, going to be the, uh, the Constable's move. Constable's been omitted. Like well, I think he... that. They're probably going to do a little bit of this with the young guys. Yeah, they'll give him a maybe spell. Maybe he's, yeah.
0: he's one of the rising star nominees, Constable. Mm. So, um, yeah, I don't know who they'll bring in for Constable. I don't think it will be Clark because uh, Constable's a midfielder.
1: And a possible, <laughs> sorry, possible new player there in Darcy Fort don't know too much about him, but uh, Tom Stewart playing his 50th game and he's, well, he's already got only, an All-Australian. Only 50 games. Yeah, he's already got an All-Australian. He is oh, almost one of the – could yes. be the best Half defender yeah. uh, in the league at the moment. He's yeah. fantastic.
0: Well, they've got that young defence today. They've got Henry down there, Stewart. um Cole Jasney. Collar and and – when they had Clark in there, um, obviously Tui's back
1: and he's really taken Clark's spot. And Black Carves is uh, mm. really quite good. You're, you're picking your team at the beginning of the year for yes. uh, defence. People knocked my actually, team. Actually my team is better than good. I thought he was. So. If
0: those of you who haven't heard our draft, go back and have a listen and back in my team, folks. Mike's team's crap. Yeah, probably uh,
1: episode eight or nine or something yeah, like that. Something like that.
0: Mm. Okay, over to the Bombers, who weren't disgraced on Anzac Day.
1: No. Uh, Very losing good.
0: Losing by three points to 100. kick. Yep. the Pies. And uh, it, this, is, this would be the type of game, like Essendon have been
1: good after they started horribly. Mm.
0: This They need a big scalp.
1: They do. And I wonder if maybe Essendon had a hard game against Collingwood. Maybe they're a bit, you know, a bit tired. They've also had another five days to get over it. Oh, that's true.
0: <laughs> so they played on, when was that? Thursday. Uh, Geelong, I mean Geelong, Geelong had a training Sunday, training drill on yeah, <laughs> Sunday afternoon. Right. It's my she ran problem.
1: around witches hats.
0: So Essendon, washer will send a message to West Coast here. Yeah, cheers, boys for banging up the cats here. <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot for that. <laughs> uh, but uh, now the, the Bombers look good, and you know Danaher Stringer looks all right at the moment. I still don't completely trust that. Stringer, but we'll see how he goes. Hopefully, mm. he can get back to what is it 2015 16 form. Mm. Um, Ambrose looks really good down back. This young fellow they've got, Redmond, looks all right. Um, Sard, yep. running and tackling running. machine, yeah, he's good. So, uh, and uh, Tip and Woody's been good on and off. I'm glad, and there was talk about the maybe dropping Darcy Parish. I'm glad they haven't. He was a top pick
1: in the draft, I think they got to stick with him. Yeah, you've got to stick with these kids and give them a bit of a chance, I think. Yep. Uh, so Mitch Brown injured and David Myers managed. So there's a number of possible ins. Orazio. I
0: reckon Orazio
1: might get the Guernsey. Uh, uh, MCG, Aaron you. Francis had uh, a pretty good start to the season, I thought. So maybe those couple of ins there for, uh, for Essendon. Francis might replace Myers, I think, down mm. back. And Orazio to replace Brown,
0: perhaps. Perhaps, we'll see. Langford, if he does play, will play his 50th game. (laughs) So who are you going to pick? I'm going to the Cats. I I think you can't go past the form they're in. I think they are clearly, at the the moment, I just think. um, They're awesome. They are awesome. And Jared Waitley is, um, at the moment, using the seeds. He's using the tennis talk. He's talking about who is the one seed. He said he went into the season thinking West Coast were the one seed. Now he said they've dropped in his book to maybe the fourth seed.
1: Argue mm. along the one seed. I oh, you guess you'd have to argue that they are at the point, at, at the, the moment. moment. Well, they've gone up from what probably would have been eighth seed or, mm. s- or somewhere around well, I, there.
0: Yeah, I had them. I think I had them eighth. Mm. Them in Sydney eighth, and ninth. So five and one. They're the one seed at the moment. So I'm
1: back in the cats. You back in the cats. Oof. All right, I'll, I'll go with the cats on this one. <laughs> oh, I really wanted to go the bombers. I oh, yeah. these are the two it. that I haven't selected he yet. Hasn't these selected next two. this so. one, and he's not sure about it. I might go the ruffy with the next one, and I'll uh, I'll, I'll go go with so you this. On is this is one. what happens, folks.
0: When you start your season, and you go on crap and you're tipping, you've got to make these knee-jerk reactions.
1: You wait. By the bye, Mike will be ten behind me. <laughs> 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 and, no, you yeah. just gotta you just gotta play it a little bit, you know, safe when you're behind. Just pick one that might might turn you around and just slowly make up the ground mm. now, but
0: this one's going to be a belter so we're both going to cats I reckon this would have been one where you may have been able to catch up but uh, both the cats for but this is going to be a ripper so 120 Perth time mm. uh, Geelong Essendon at the G the country game yeehaw let's yeehaw. go last
1: game we talk about your mob yeah my mob uh, so the the uh, I guess you'd say informed Dockers in second place. Yeah, against a resurgent Adelaide Crows in ninth.
0: Three out of four teams that are in the top four make the finals. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back to that. We
1: will stat. not be that uh, <laughs> that fourth team. Yeah. Uh, So, oh, interesting here. That uh, well, there's 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 no outs, no outs at this stage. So it's a bit of an extended extended lineup. Josh Jenkins, Bryce Gibbs, Chase Jones, and Darcy Fogarty. Some big names in uh, in that list there for Adelaide. Uh, I think that they will go in unchanged. You think?
0: I don't – well, if Jenkins comes in looking at that side, they've got to drop Himmelberg. Yep. And I don't think they will. I think Himmelberg has done enough to keep his spot. Okay. And you know what? Stuff Jenkins. He can just stay in the twos for a bit. And Fogarty's sort of the same type of player as he well, is, which is weird yeah. that they're both on the ends. I expect maybe Gibbs to come in.
1: Gibbs probably, but then who are you? Who Jones are you? won't
0: come in. Mm. Um, Ellis Yeoman's been really good. Just uh, – I haven't mentioned him, but – I think they've looked – he's that big-bodied midfielder that they've missed. He's been out for a while. Mm. I think that the Crows have have improved on the back of his big body around the midfield. So uh, I'd just expect maybe Gibbs to be the only one out of those four to come in for the Crows. And what about the Dockers?
1: Any yeah, so the Dockers' in? uh, potential ins, Brett Bewley, who was all the talk in preseason mm. of uh, being a real shot at uh, getting in there. Uh, Brennan Cox, Sean Darcy, and Taylor Duman. Talon Duman coming off suspension oh, after- uh, Got
0: it reduced from the two to one.
1: Two to one, did yeah. You did have a bit of a sad about that a couple of weeks ago. We did, didn't we?
0: There's no way you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put this on me. I didn't even know who Taylor Duman was. He's <laughs> <His> Duman. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. <laughs> Which one is it? That one? Yeah. yeah
1: it. <laughs> Got right. Uh, yeah. But he he was in the team for a few weeks and playing quite well. And uh, Ryan Nighouse came in and took his spot. So Nighouse played a really good game last week. So I'm not too sure if they'll change the lineup. Uh, I really like Brendan Cox, but another one of those sort of tall forwards, although can play in defence. We don't really need any more tall forwards at this stage. To be honest, I'd probably prefer them to play him over um, what's his name. You know that Cam McCarthy. Probably Dutty. prefer them play uh, Cox over McCarthy, but interesting
0: um, that you've got Andrew Brayshaw lining up at centre forward. <laughs> just, just spearheading your attack there at centre half yeah. forward, Andrew
1: Brayshaw. He's a real killer. You said a handball from centre half forward to Monday last week. That oh. was <laughs> I didn't see it. <laughs> He was at centre half forward then when he did that. Must have been busy. <laughs> uh Yeah, no, interesting. Uh Uh, So uh, a a few of the Dockers forwards are in some pretty good form. Brandon Matera kicked the five straight last week. Uh, I think after he kicked four against GWS, so he's in good form. He is. Uh, And Matty Tabernar's uh, really working well around the ground. Lots of contested marks. Needs to get his kicking boots on. And Hogan also last week was uh, not kicking straight. But if we can have those blokes kicking straight, then we're – a real shot over there in Adelaide. It's actually looking really good, and I think uh,
0: it's been highlighted that Adelaide Owell hasn't been a great hunting ground for Freo. They have lost no. their last five there against Adelaide and Port. Um, but uh, I mean, Adelaide. Are we convinced on Adelaide? And I guess um, they've their last. They've had two good wins. I mean, against the Saints, uh, that was sort of a fifty-fifty game. It Was the only game that both of us got wrong last week. Yeah, that's right. Um, and the Crows got it done. But, you know, we both didn't pick the Saints to do a lot, but they've probably exceeded our expectations. They beat the Gold Coast at home the week before really comfortably. Mm. <laughs> have they beaten anyone? I don't know. I kind so of think beating, they've beaten uh,
1: Gold Coast um, Saints. And who, who's the third team that Adelaide have beaten? No idea.
0: Well, they lost to North. Um, they lost oh, they did, I'll yeah. leave that with me. You talk about Freo for a minute.
1: Oh, well, they're just uh, fantastic. Uh, Joel Hamling in the news for holding on to Norton and Norton getting no free kicks. Um, I was really impressed with some of the defenders last Sydney. week. Sydney. Mm-hmm. So they've beaten three average teams.
0: Yeah. Hey, Saints
1: are sixth, mate. Just ease up. Yeah, but Saints are dropping. Maybe. (laughs) They might be GWS this week. No, no. (laughs) Um so I don't know. I reckon this even though Adelaide are strong favourites, I reckon this is a real um Real shop for the Dockers to get a win over there in Adelaide for a change. It's your typical Sunday afternoon Dockers game. Yeah.
0: <laughs> don't, don't try and oh, catch up with Mike have, on a sad,
1: Sunday afternoon. You must can't. have the most Sunday afternoon games of any you team, know why? I think. Because you're shit.
0: <laughs>
1: oh. <laughs> <laughs> you're sitting second and he's got it over me at the moment because my team's doing crap. <laughs> well, let me just turn your mic down and I'll just talk. <laughs> um, you've thrown me now. Sorry. Um, I think that the Dockers will win on Sunday afternoon, oh, wow. and next year they won't play Sunday afternoon because they'll be a better <laughs> team for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised by the amount of uh, you win a premiership.
0: It's interesting, and all of a sudden West Coast have got all these night games, mm. which we didn't have last year. We had this brand new bloody stadium, we weren't playing any night games, despite but apparently we've got the best lighting system in the whole bloody
1: universe. I do it was actually very good. Uh, while we're on the lighting system, uh, last Saturday night. The uh, Len Hall tribute game. Mm -hmm. The lighting was fantastic. They had rows of buglers. It was fantastic. Really good. uh, good. Really well done.
0: Yep, excellent. Um, I'm picking Adelaide. Yep. Um, Not with a heap of confidence, I must say. I think your boys are a sneaky chance here. And... uh, Because Adelaide have slipped to my third favourite team now. Now that I like Gold Coast, <laughs> <laughs> um, but For but a maybe this week because second maybe this week because Gold Coast are playing West Coast, Adelaide be back to my second favourite team again. But no, I I think the Dockers are a chance here. I think um, they actually their points against
1: four oh six. Um, their defence has been really good. They have defence has been improved and. Uh, Attack has been improved, and I think the midfield's been weakened by Lockie Neal's departure, but, you know, I guess to improve other areas, you sometimes have to do that.
0: How have these new boys gone? So you've got uh, – I didn't expect Collier to be playing much, but how's he going?
1: No, he's been going okay. I do not He's not been getting heaps of the football or anything like that, but he's, he's an quick, experienced he? head, quick yeah. – uh, Gets the odd goal here and there, and uh, I'm I'm quite happy with and Conker's him. Conker's been good too. Any Conker's another one that yeah, sort of them taking up a sort of a half forward and a half back position rotating through the middle a little bit or, or probably not starting in the middle but just coming uh, close to the, uh, the stoppages when the ball's around the ground. Uh, Collier a real sort of line breaker mm. and Reese Conker just a really solid player, I think.
0: Yeah, hopefully, I mean, the Dockers will need Mundy to continue with his good form. Mm. Him and Brad Crouch might be good duel. They're both in really good form, Mundy mm. and Crouch. Yep. Uh, it was interesting, I read that um, and I must admit I'm taking far more interest in Freo than what I'd like to be at the moment. But uh, I thought Connor Blakely was back this week, but so they're obviously holding him back another week.
1: Yeah, I read that they're going to let him play in the waffle again. Um, I don't know. He's had a few hamstring prob- uh, problems over his career. Um, so coming back from quite a long and serious hamstring. So I think maybe just give him another hit out in the twos, just sort of strengthen the... Uh, a hammy, a little bit more, and he it won't take him long to be back in the team. He's definitely one of our, our key future players, and he'll be he was highlighted as one of those ones to come into the middle after Lockie Neal's departure and help with the clearances and, and that yeah. sort of thing. Mm. All right, so
0: Dockers for you, Crows for me. Yep, and that's uh, round seven. Cool, cool. Holding the ball with Mike and Bomber. We're back, are
1: we? Yeah, are, okay. we?
0: are we good? Uh, rightio, so apologies, we did talk about Freo for a while there, but uh, has anyone, not too many people, actually, a couple of people, I've just said the wrong thing after I said the wrong thing, have got back to us last year in the feedback, last week in the feedback. <laughs> wow, we started that horrible. we want to just start all over again, That's <laughs> not <let's laughs> the button, I'm in a bush. Uh, we do have a couple of Freo supporters listening, I've just figured out, but uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed that a little bit. So we're going to uh, firstly, um, before we get on to our certainty, uh, we forgot to acknowledge at the very beginning that it is mm. Travis Bokes' 250th. Tomorrow
1: will be tonight by the time you guys are listening. Friday to this. night, yep. Um, great career. Great career and I think he's in his prime at the moment. At the, uh, this, this year he's been fantastic.
0: Yeah, I think he's 31 and um, – moving back into the midfield this year after playing a bit as a sort of forward mid mm. the last couple of years. Um, I spoke last episode about Jared Schofield's influence on that midfield. Yeah. Uh, Boak's playing really well and he is, he's featured a few times in our, in our vote. So yep. congrats to Boak. Uh, hopefully the power can play well for him uh, Friday night footy.
1: So, Michael. Yes. Your certainty. My certainty for the week will be GWS over Sydney. Uh, I think. Sorry, GWS not playing Sydney. Do you want to have another crack at that? GWS over Saints. I saw an S and just said Sydney. (laughs) 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 Thanks for that. (laughs) Yeah, good. Uh, GWS over Saints. Doesn't matter if it's the Saints or the Swans. (laughs) They're going to win. They'll be. Um, Yeah, GWS will win. Well, okay. Who's your certainty? West Coast. West Coast.
0: We will be the kings of the big game once again, and uh, kings stop, of the big game. Stop playing like fairies, and we will play
1: like. I the reckon they Primin. might go in hard this week. Put their head over the ball a little bit mm-hmm. after Simos called them out. You'd think so. Yeah, it I was think so. pretty. Uh, uh, yeah, I think uh, they would have got a
0: bit of a message this week. I would have thought. I think so.
1: Yeah, the heat is on, Michael. The heat is on Carlton. They're going all right. Carlton are going okay. Well, I don't know, one and five. I'm not sure if that's okay. But they've been in every game that they've played, I think. And it's time this week that they won it and won it well. A few
0: outs. That's fine. (laughs) Okay, sure. (laughs)
1: Um, Yeah, I think that the Blues need to, uh, against North Melbourne who haven't been fantastic, they need to show, show something and actually... Put some more wins on the board. Okay. And you?
0: I'm going same game, different team. So I reckon the Heat's on North. Okay. So North have brought in these players. Um, playing it's Carlton, who haven't been able to win, I think, and Carlton without, Cruiser without, Simpson who organises that back line. Um, so Goldstein will have a significant advantage in the ruck, uh, I think, um, and without McGovern. So I think North have got to see this as a game that they should be winning. So I'm going the Heat is on North. They don't win this. Well, I think the heat, So the Heat is on the loser of that game because – That is true. The yeah. Heat is on the loser them, of that give game. Give them a spoon. Uh, okay, let's go to our multi of the week, which if you're still backing us in, gee – Thanks
1: yep. and apologies. Yep. Sorry that you've lost so much money. We <laughs> lost
0: a bit of money. <laughs>
1: but this is the week. This is the week. You and go. if you go with mine, you'll be well ahead. Oh, yeah. You've got a big it's a, one. It's a big, big week this week. Okay. So this week we're going with Hawks in the tri-bet. So they've got to win by 16 or 15 and a half or more. Mm. So 16 points and that's 240. I'm going with Carlton to get the job done over north at 230. And Fremantle to beat Adelaide one to thirty nine three sixty. That comes into nineteen eighty seven. Good year that year. And uh, <laughs> why? What happened in nineteen eighty seven? I think uh, I think my brother was born eighty seven. Okay, um, Champ, Steve. I know he won't be listening. Yeah, he won't be listening. <laughs> won't be listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you can power play that to twenty two ninety five. Okay. So that gets back to your... You sound like your, your bloody tolls
0: <laughs> like or something. <laughs> Come and get
1: it. $22.95. $22.95. Bargain. Uh yeah, two dollars a kilo. <laughs> no, <laughs> nice. Okay. Uh so yeah, if you, you can do that and be I've completely- got I've got a, a tenner on that one already, so uh I'll be well ahead of all the losses that we've had previously <laughs> if I win that one. If you win that one, I'll take
0: that off to you. Uh I'm going a little bit more conservative. Uh I'm going Collingwood one to thirty nine uh on the Friday night game. Mm. So I think they will win in a close one. Go port. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I'm uh, going the Kangas to beat Carlton, and I'm mm. going Brisbane in the tribet, bet. So Brisbane to win by 16 or more against Sydney. That is paying six dollars fifty three. So a nice little casual one. I'll be breaking, trying to break, break even. I'll be breaking even and starting again at round eight if this comes in. All or nothing, mate. Just go. Home. <laughs> I can see that. Uh, so that's our picks and our, our tips and everything for this week. Uh, big weekend of footy to come again. I hope
1: your team wins. And uh, I bloody hope the Eagles can get over the Gold Coast on Saturday night. Oh, they should do. Go the Dockers. We're going to get the job done in Adelaide.
0: Good luck with that. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) This
1: is Holding the Ball, the podcast with Mike and Bomber.